0: Well, this is exciting. It's time for our Tuesday Music Feature. And today we're looking back 40 years to one of the most iconic nights in popular music history. On March 25th, 1983, the legends of Motown got together to celebrate the label's 25th birthday. It resulted in a TV special called Motown 25, Yesterday, Today, Forever, with a lineup lineup of performances by Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross, Smokey Robinson, and more. And the show was a crossover hit. In America, it was watched by 33.9 million people. That's incredible, eh? It actually premiered on TV a couple of months after the actual performance. But today, we're going to talk about why it was such a phenomenal success and we couldn't think of anyone better to join us to do it than Murray Kamek. Murray was the founder and long-time editor of Rip It Up magazine. He also founded Wildside Records and has been appointed an officer of the New Zealand Order of Merit for his services to our music industry and we're delighted to welcome him into the Auckland studio. Hello there. Howdy. Nice to see you. Nice (laughs) to see you. Good to see you again. Um, Murray's created a bit of a playlist, Motown 25 playlist, and you better begin by telling us, Murray, where were you in 1983?
1: Well, I was uh, uh, editor of Rip It Up and um, always a soul fan since, you know, when I sort of discovered soul music about 1967 or something and maybe heard it on the radio earlier than then, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Did this play in New Zealand, this special?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've asked a couple of friends, and they they think it played just later in 1983, you know, whether it was weeks or months, I'm not sure.
0: Um, But as the editor of Rip It Up, I guess it would have been on your radar.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, um, I I don't know that I would necessarily know about it until it showed, but uh, it was marketed uh, as a, a D, not a DVD, <laughs> having trouble remembering Yeah, VHS. VHS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in even VHS, even yeah. VHS in about 1986.
0: Even VHS in that era would have been pretty rare. I mean, it would have been a new technology.
1: Yeah, well, it was just, they were just starting to market it. So there was TV ads for a series of music, uh, VHSs that were being mm. sold, I think,
0: 1986. Yeah. Mm. And why are people still talking about this concert 40 years later?
1: Well, it was a big success as a TV show at the time, but um, the focus probably lay with uh, Michael Jackson previewing his moonwalk oh, for the first time, really. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and can I
0: encourage people when they've got a few minutes to watch that? It is so well, the whole thing, all right? And I, I've seen, um, I've, uh, uh, I've read an essay about that moment and the whole dynamic of him moving on from the Jackson Five doing a couple of their songs. He was starting to break out by that point, so I think he'd agreed to do a couple of their songs if he was allowed to do a couple of his ones. And then that was the Michael Jackson moment.
1: Yeah, the, the, there was a contract for all the artists because uh, Motown had to get these people back. They'd left the label and most of them were elsewhere. And, and you know, first phone call to their agent mm. probably was, I will appear if I can do a new song. And they had to say there was a favoured nations agreement where nobody did a new song but then Michael Jackson <laughs> held out and uh, it was kept secret wow. and, and um, when when they agreed that he could do a new song at the rehearsal they saw it and thought boy we really need this in our show yeah. and uh, forget the contracts <laughs> and, uh, and then they got delivered uh, letters from Michael Jackson's lawyer that they couldn't tape it they had to turn the cameras off in the venue so um, the Executive producer Susan DePass, who sort of brought um, mm. Jackson 5 to Motown, she just went to Michael and said, well, can we film it and you sit in on the edit and exactly what you want will either go to air or not go to air, but can we take it through to the edit stage and then you decide? And yeah. he agreed. So
0: That's incredible. Great story. Thank you. Mm. But that wasn't your favorite performance of the night.
1: Oh well, I really like the you know um, you know I grew up grew up on the Four Tops in particular, and the the Temptations and their sort of battle where they did a medley together that lasted about you know s- nearly six minutes was quite special because a lot of the older artists they were brought on for the night, but the, the, their performances you know like the performances by Junior Walker, Mary Wells. And Martha Reeves, they were about, you know, 30 seconds or a bit more long. Mm. So at least the Four Tops and the Temps, you know, were able to portray themselves at their best.
0: So much, again, worth looking up on YouTube or wherever. Mm. So much showbiz in this medley, right?
1: Yeah. They're yeah. taking
0: turns. They're trying to outdo each other.
1: Yeah, they're experienced um, men by that stage. Yeah, and they're <laughs> dancing
0: in sync, mm. looking a million bucks. Mm. Right here it is, Four Tops v. The temptations
2: If you feel can't go on Cause all of your hope is done And your life is filled with much confusion But happiness is just an illusion And your world around is coming down When it's cold outside I've got the month of May
0: Well, hope you enjoyed that, New Zealand. And my big thanks to Murray Kamek for bringing the vinyl in. Yeah, So that we could play. It's quite hard to find.
1: Yeah, I I think I've got a couple of copies of that vinyl because I probably saw it cheap somewhere and grabbed another one. (laughs) Plus it helps you find them if you've got two. At least you know you've got a chance of finding one of them.
0: Yeah. Usually I get countdowns when a song's on. They say 30 seconds, 10 seconds... Coming up, but for all Ben through the window is like I think it's finishing soon by the looks.
1: Yeah, well, it's not digital, and, and a lot of uh, vinyl doesn't say the length of the song. So when I'm coming to the end of my show, I you know uh, on BFM I don't know whether I'm filling the time properly <laughs> or not. You know, <laughs> um, no digital readout.
0: And love the crowd noise and that as well. We really got our money's worth out of that medley. But what's going on with the crowd there because they seem super. Ing- it doesn't sound like an industry event.
1: No, no, they put the they put the fans. Uh, because it was one thing you don't do with a live TV show is sell it as a charity event, but they did. It was a fundraiser for sickle-cell anemia uh, research. So there's a whole lot of people who paid a whole lot of money, and uh, so they're all up. At the front by the stage, and they're the fans of Motown. And they put the industry in the mezzanine floor, uh, and where there was a bar. And they told, you know, told industry the VIP seats are in the mezzanine, <laughs> and then there's another floor, of course, above that. But it, it's, it's, um, it, it was a crazy evening because uh, they've put a DVD out, I think, uh, just about t- 20, 15 years ago or so, mm. and the. Executive Director Susan DePass just talked about all the problems on that night. Because really? uh, the s- first act on was Stevie Wonder because he had the most gear and the big band. And and so they did the opening number uh, for the audience. and uh, And then there was just sort of silence. The whole show stopped because Stevie hadn't turned up. So the audience had to watch all his gear moved away, and oh, then gosh. they went on with the next act, and uh, Stevie said he'd make it by 11 p.m. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stevie. <laughs> Any other drama between acts?
1: Oh, there was a lot of, um, well, the... Um some people were easier to deal with. Like Marvin Gaye, the whole thing went very smoothly. Mm-hmm. I think his costume didn't arrive in time, so the famous sort of performance of What's Going On where he's just in a sort of... Uh, uh, a white uh, suit. It, it's just, it was his street clothes. So, yeah. and, and they were, it was better for performing what's going on because his actual costume for the evening made him look more like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what about Diana Ross? She was there. She's known as a bit of a diva.
1: Yeah. She was uh, uh, impossible for the, that night really. But uh, she, <laughs> once she's there and she's agreed to go on the stage and sing the, um, final song um you know she will uh, want to be the star of the show and there was a lot of issues with her um the overall de- producer um susan she said that that night she was on um you know diana duty um, <laughs> uh, she just had to look after diana Gosh. and and uh, they had uh, adamant uh doing um where did our love go? And Diana just walked on the stage and started dancing, which was not in the plan. So she was she was a real problem. But you know, she made sure she was the star of the show in the end for yeah. the finale.
0: It's uh, apparently, tension between her and Mary Wilson of the Supremes.
1: Yeah, the, a lot of that was edited out of the TV show. But Diana was meant to ask Barry Gordy to come down from. Um, the mezzanine floor and joined them on stage. And I don't know if Mary knew or not, but she preempted Diana and asked him to come down because they both got mics and, um, but they cut, uh, Mary doing that out of the show that aired, you know, (laughs)
0: um, Murray Kamek is in former editor of rip it up DJ music experts and Motown lover. Fair to say in 1983, uh, let's play another track, because I want to make sure we get some music in as well. Uh, Smokey Robinson got uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles up next. Mm. And um, why have you chosen this one?
1: Oh, it's just one of the classic early tracks. Um, I've seen him live in recent years, and he spends half his show doing cruising, but there were so many great <laughs> songs earlier on. So.
3: Okay, here it comes. <laughs>
0: You know you really Smokey Robinson got a and the Miracles from the Motown 25 anniversary show. Murray Kamik is remembering the show with us today. Uh, you mentioned Berry Gordy before. That won't be a name that everyone knows. It's apparently his birthday today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But um, th-
1: this was past the peak of Motown, right? um yes well they they did have several peaks obviously yeah. um uh, i think uh At the time of the show being recorded, um, their biggest artist was probably Rick James, and for some Mm -hmm. reason he's not on the show. But but getting everybody to agree to be or not be on the show was quite difficult. Um,
0: The super freak days, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very around this time. um, You know, I think they did a pre-record for Lionel Richie because he was touring elsewhere, but who knows really what happened there. But they had... You know, they had this success, obviously, of the Supremes and the Temptations, but before that they had Mary Wells was their number one artist, and then I guess the Jackson Five were their number one artist, and uh, then the Commodores were very big, mm. uh, but even the Commodores, they were there on the night, but they just, you know, did Brick House for just over 30 seconds, you know? yeah
0: um and there was a big sort of crossover point coming up as well right MTV was arriving and, and some of this music which was I guess considered quote black music was gaining mainstream popularity
1: yeah so um the the executive director said that um, just a, a black person being on TV was an event in itself huh. uh, um I think that the, the the show um, originally, when it was delivered to NBC, they said the show was too black and uh, everybody was surprised when um, uh, the show actually swept the ratings for the week. Yeah. You know, it, it got 34 million viewers, the highest um, numbers in the sort of 9pm to 11pm slot and uh, that's a 22% rating and if you look at what the super bowl does now the super bowl does a 44% rating and 62 million so you know motown special admittedly more people were watching tv in those days but 34 million's pretty good yeah, to get yeah. you know when it's just over half of what the super bowl gets
0: yeah and um, and not for the last time probably network executives underestimating their audience. I mean, the audience had caught on, right? Audience knew what good music was, and these were stars, legitimate legitimate stars. Yes,
1: and it had very wide appeal. I think, um, you know, the, there was an interest in Motown um, from... It's long before the sampling caused people to be interested in Motown, but there was sort of a you Know a college student interested in soul music, and then there was the older black audience, the white audience. Because mm. Motown, you know, they deliberately didn't make music for a black America, they just made America, you know, music for young America. Yeah, you know,
0: um, you mentioned Marvin Gaye earlier, and we actually, again, just by chance, featured his album yesterday. We did What's Going On, um. And this was a pretty iconic performance of what's going on.
1: Yeah, it, he he had a – they had a script that was written uh, sort of to echo his experience as a, a, a black man in p- music. And um, people thought he was making it up, but he was ad-libbing on the piano, but he was actually either reading a script or he knew it off by heart. And, and it was very um, – it was a very emotional performance, really, and he was one of those artists. He'd just had a hit with Sexual Healing, but you know the artists were not allowed to use play their new songs, you know, mm. except for Michael. <laughs>
0: except for Michael, <laughs> always an exception. Oh, I've really enjoyed having you in to re- remember this, and um, we could either uh, well, should we go out with some Stevie Wonder? You mentioned Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Did they – so they recorded him when he finally showed up at 11. Yes,
1: he, he actually – when they phoned him and said, where are you? And, you know, they're frantic at that point. He said, oh, I'll do it tomorrow morning. And he said – they said, we're not going to be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> this is a concert and you know, the Pasadena <laughs> Theatre. And um, he'd been also late to rehearsals the day before and um, – but he's still—he just—he's just on Stevie time. He's a very likable person, but how he could mess that up, you know, when he owes so much to the Motown company and he's been the most loyal artist to the Motown company.
0: What's mm. the big names. Thank you for doing this with us. Really oh, appreciate it. Thank you, Murray Kamek on Motown 25, and we'll go out with Stevie Wonder. I wish. Always quite a surprise for younger people when they hear that Will Smith didn't come up with all these riffs by himself. That's Stevie Wonder, I Wish, from Motown 25. It was March 25th, 1983, when all those incredible names got together at the Pasadena Theatre to celebrate the famous label's 25th birthday.